Welcome to Talking This Walk Podcast, season number two. Let's go. This is my beautiful wife, Shekinah. Hey, everybody. Missed you. And I'm Willie. We thank you that you are back with us. We thank you for joining us if this is your first time. We ask that you like, subscribe, and share. Yes. And we pray that this podcast blesses you. We are so excited to be with you guys. You know, it is a blessing and an honor. God is still good. God is still doing things. Yeah. It's still about Jesus. It's still gonna always be about Jesus. Always gonna be about Jesus. Amen. So we're so excited. We had um, about a month off and we got to do a lot of amazing things. So God was already shipping us before the first season ended with the acceleration bringing on YouTube. So we had to learn lights, camera, action, audio, um, editing, software, editing on platforms. It was so much that was going on at the same time. We serve our community. We serve one another in home and we serve our church. So there was multiple things that were happening. We celebrated our fifth year wedding anniversary. Woo woo. High five, babe. Yeah. High five. Um, hubby had five. a five, five on it. Five years. That's right. Grace. He had an amazing birthday. And then we also had another passing in our family, which was my husband's godfather. So there was a lot going on in the midst of us learning new things and developing how to transition out of season one on the sensitivity and timing of God. So we just thank you guys for the grace and we welcome on our new followers on YouTube and we're going to see what God wants to do. Amen. Amen. And you know, one thing with Talking This Walk podcast, it's an interactive podcast. And Talking This Walk is talking to walk with Jesus Christ. You know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's more or less not just reading the Word of God, but living the Word of God. It's not talking about Jesus, it's experiencing Jesus. And we experience Jesus in everyday life. And in everyday life, you know, it may be through serving, it may be through um, going to our local church, it may be through our marriages. It may be through our raising of our children, through friendships and all of those different things. But this is like an actual um, uh, opportunity to, to see the walk, for us to e express the things that we go through, but also to edify, to help build each other up. Well, like you say, it's the process of that walk. So you talked about some natural things, but there's a lot of spiritual things that goes on in that, in the growth and the development. So what's happening spiritually, fear, expectation, you know, so when natural things happen, spiritual things happen too, you know, turbulences, disappointments, um, spiritual warfare, or, you know, birthing out something in the spirit realm, so there's a lot that goes on, and it's exciting to be sensitive to that, um, and especially reverencing God, like, what will you have us do in this season? Yeah, and you know, the Bible says that God gave gifts, and the gifts are for the edification of the church, and at the same time, He gave us gifts, and we must give them back to Him. And we allow him to use them for the edification of his church. So this is one opportunity that God has given us to pour out what he put in us to others to help um, further his purpose, which is the kingdom of God. Come on, say that. His agenda, not our agenda. We're definitely servants in our own church and our own community. But when COVID happened, God really shifted us to do um, outreach in a different way, to, to disciple the ones, to actually be the hands and feet in a different way. So we have to be sensitive, all of us as children of God, you know, that, that we understand who we are and what we're ordained to do for the kingdom. Um, and not only just for our church, for in the marriage, but also too for the community. So that's beautiful because it's all about his agenda at the end of the day when we 
gave Amen. our life to Christ. We serve Him and we serve because we love God and we have to love people. And that's loving on people is really reverencing God for His agenda. So that's awesome. Amen. And, and with this opportunity, you know, we get to show people like some of the things that God uses us for, not us as a couple, but us as His children, all the children of God. And we get to um, highlight some of the things that people can do because sometimes, um, you know, people don't know. And we all must be taught different things. And those are part of the gifts that God gave so we can learn from people he gave the gifts to, to edify us, to help us for the kingdom of God and to all fulfill our purpose in him. So we do different things, you know, whether it be community garden, whether it be outreach in our local um, city, you know, like sometimes, you know, people can do outreach and they just do it maybe like close to the church or um, they don't involve the community, but the, serving your community is part of living for Jesus Christ. You know, so from serving the community to the local church to, you know, to ministering, you know, it, all these different aspects. To whatever. To There's whatever. no limitation on what God says to right. you. If God says pull over and stop at the bus stop, if he says drive the bus, I mean, there's no limits of what we can do and how to be God's hands and feet and to be his love, that extension that he wants to talk to his daughter, he wants to talk to his son, he wants to pull them out. So the people we work with is everyone on every different type of level. So we work with a collaboration. We help build collaborations for um, with businesses, nonprofits, churches. So we don't just work with church people. We go and work with the homeless people. We go and like, you know, where the lost and the broken, you know, where some probably don't want to develop or befriend or whatnot. It's wherever God says go, homeless camps, we're going to go. Um, and it's amazing to see the God in everyone and, you know, something to edify that we can pull out and develop and what does God see? So I'm excited because I know this is going to be an exciting season and God is up to something amazing, and I'm just excited that we get to tell his story. Amen. So. And, and, and we want to let the light of Jesus Christ shine. Come on. And, and with that, you know, we do have the local church, and we do serve our local church. Yes. But the local church is a tool. You know, it's a tool for Jesus Christ. So we go to the church, but we be the salt of the earth yeah. outside of the church. So we have to go out and allow the gifts to be used. The gifts are not just for the inside of a church building. See, Jesus is the head of the church. We are his church, and we are not confined just to a building. See, the church is for the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God does not just cover a city. It doesn't just cover a state. It's, it's, it's worldwide, it's universal. So we must equip ourselves to do the things that God has called us to do outside of the local church. And, and sometimes we can be up in the church, the local church so much that we don't know how to go outside of the church and serve. That's a beautiful thing. You touched it right there because when you were saying it's it's not, it's not what it is, it's a spiritual thing, right? The kingdom of God is within us, right? That's what the Amen. word says. So it's a spiritual thing. It's something that you can't see with your natural eyes. In your natural eyes, it looks like your kingdom of God, you're having church in the homeless park, but the spirit of God moves so heavily in the homeless park, there'll be deliverance, salvation, healing. I mean, there's amazing things that happen when we touch the spirit and we're obedient to what God says do. So we have to be sensitive as children of God to develop the ear to hear what thus says the Lord for your life, for your assignment in this lifetime, because we were created to to glorify God with our life, 
our lifestyles, but also too, when we're serving in our local church, whether you're a leader or not a leader, open your eyes and look around to see who's that one that's being overlooked, who's the one that doesn't fit in the clique, who's that one, because that's the one that God's going to have you talk to, that's the one that God wants you to develop, befriend, and love, right, because they came for something, and they're looking for the spirit, and when we get together, it's just an amazing move of the ecclesia, when it's that spirit that's moving, what God said, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves, because we're called to stir each other up, and when we can do that, no matter how much knowledge or wisdom that they have more than you, you know, if they can articulate the scriptures or not, they can all be part of God's um, um, stirring up of the spirits. People can just get, you know, like imparted on and activated. Just amazing things can happen if you're open and willing to receive to be led by the spirit. Amen. And, you know, when the Bible says that you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, that power is to do the works. And the works, you know, Jesus came for the loss. So the majority of the people inside the, the church building are saved. You know, not that, it, that, that the church building is bad or it's not people that not, aren't saved and they don't need to be ministered to. But we are supposed to go reach the lost. So this is one reason why the gifts need to be operating outside of the church building because God did not um, say the kingdom of God is inside of the church building. The kingdom of God has come, but it has come where? To, to everyone. You know, and, and it's available to everyone. So we must use the things that he gave us to go reach the lost. And when we go reach the lost, that means we go outside of the church building. And outside of the church building, it's a big world. You know, so many times yeah. people can be raised religiously, you know what I mean? And it's like, if the gifts are all sitting in the church, then the kingdom of God will be dormant. You know, it, it will be so limited. You know, and, and the, kingdom, the kingdom of God is so huge. And, and when you make Jesus big, then you see big high. things. Right, right. <laughs> you know. So like I was saying that God is a spirit and those who worship him worship in his spirit and in truth. And so when we don't worship God or aren't sensitive to the spirit of his assignments or where to go, then we begin to put limitations on God. We begin to put borders on our denominations, on our religion, our, our gender, on our race. And so it limits us to feel the presence and the move of God if we're not, if we put barriers and, and, and barricades, what are those called? Barricades? barricades. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That we're confining the presence of God to our own understanding what we think what it should look like but when we're led by the spirit the children are God is so free the Holy Spirit is free to move on his timing and and whom through ever he wants to use right it doesn't have to be the prophet of the house or even the pastor it can be someone just new walking in or just off the street whomever God chooses to use I mean God if he used a donkey you know to minister to someone or to teach instruction whatever we have to be sensitive to who God is using um, to, to use his voice or to, to lay hands or whatnot. So a spiritual thing is truly in this spirit. God. And, yeah, and no. sometimes we get it mixed up. You know, I've seen a lot of believers come to Jesus Christ and a lot of things they learned, they learned too late because at first they were taught the church, the local church. The yeah. first thing they should be taught is Jesus. Come on. And from Jesus, it should be kingdom. See, sometimes we learn the church before we learn the kingdom. The Bible says the kingdom of God has come. When John the Baptist came, he testified of the kingdom. He, he spoke of yeah. Jesus, the coming of Jesus Christ. He said, behold, the kingdom of God is at hand. He didn't say the church building is at hand. He said the kingdom of God. So sometime when believers um, first come to Jesus Christ, they don't get taught the kingdom. So when they don't get taught the kingdom, now it has to be stripped down because the foundation is tainted. 
The foundation should be built on scripture. It should be built on Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ. We are his church. So if we are his church, we are here to advance the kingdom of God. So we are here to advance the kingdom of God. That must be what we are to learn first. If we don't learn that first, then we're in error. And a lot of us have to get back to the truth, but we have to let go and be stripped of the things that we learned. So we have to unlearn some things so that we can learn some things. So we must truly come as a child. Like we said, Jesus came to teach the reteach. You have heard, but I say, and Nicodemus had a hard time. He had so much biblical knowledge. He knew the word. He knew the scrolls. But he had a hard time to catch it in the spirit. And many times we see that when the church and we work with them, you know, out in the field or whatnot. So we love to serve our church, but, you know, we also like to be led by the Holy Spirit and you know because we know every good thing is not a led spirit led thing right as a Israelite they follow the Holy Spirit they follow the spirit cloud by day and fire right by night so we have to be sensitive to teach that so like he said when they come into the church we have to teach kingdom yes we have to teach identity and spiritual warfare because they're going to be taken out many times we see you know the spirit can move within the brick and mortar and salvation will happen they'll get saved and we'll never see them again because we forgot to assign someone to disciple them along the way and that was a commission to disciple them right and that's a lifestyle it doesn't just save and evangelism it's to disciple it's a walking the lifestyle out with Amen. them you know we don't know what their struggles are come close to brother break bread on the table you know God wants to um, build relationships it's like he wanted the relationship to be reestablished with you and you know him he wants it established with all his children and how beautiful that is that we get the opportunity to share that revelation right to share the kingdom right because the son the word says what who the son sets free is free indeed so that means that Jesus Christ right Jesus Christ our Lord came to break you free so you want to live in freedom? Kingdom is that freedom, right? You're free to be whom you are created to be. And we have to teach that to people. You can hear from God yourself. You are free to live out this white lifestyle and you're free to, to, to be who you cre were created to be in Christ. So it's just amazing. And I'm going to start. Amen. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there There's is freedom. freedom. But and, 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 and when God was, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he said, unless a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So it was, it was all about, <laughs> right, no, no, that's, that's the point. It was all about the kingdom. And I think sometimes we allow the enemy to use that against us. And what I mean by that is that sometimes we allow the enemy to twist and divide people in the, the, the Ecclesia church and, and we go against each other acting like we don't agree about the local church. We're not against the local church. Amen. But no one is above reproach. Come on. In the kingdom of God, Jesus is king. Jesus is Lord. We all abide by him and his word, his truth, his righteousness. We are holy because he is holy. It is him Look, in us. We're going to have to get a bigger room because I feel like I'm going to, I don't know how we can do this on camera. I'm going to get up and run around this table and be like, yeah, you know, we're about to have church in here. <laughs> yeah, but, but I want to expose the no, enemy. it's so true. Because, it's so good. The, because, because the Bible also says, uh, a house divided will not stand. Right. The kingdom of God will stand, right? But it's not divided. So if any division of the of the kingdom, then that means it's not of God because that's not the way the kingdom is designed. Period. Right. So my point is, if we do have a disagreement about someone thinking about the local church and then about um, uh, the, the outside the walls, then that's not God because God did create the church. But he also created us to go out and be the salt of the earth. So the church is a resource. Yeah. So sometime when we discuss this, and we should be able to discuss things like that as children of God, brothers and sisters Without in Christ. Without offense. Right. You Out know what I mean? Fence. 
and, and that's the whole thing. So when we discuss these things, you can find out the heart and the intention of the conversation. You know, but, but without that, if you just go at each other, then no one can get an explanation. That's why my people perish for lack of knowledge and understanding, you know, is because we, we can assume things, but that allows the enemy to come in and create confusion. But Jesus is here to lift us up. So your brother and sister is here to lift you up. So if I, I'm in error, then you can help me, vice versa. So that's the whole thing about having a, this, a misunderstanding of the church building. You know, the church building is the church building and it has its, um, it has its purpose. But we are here for the kingdom of God. And, and, and people who come to Jesus Christ, they must be taught what the kingdom of God is first. So I cannot serve the church building before I serve the kingdom of God. Everything flows from Jesus Christ. So as I follow Jesus, I follow the kingdom, and then I go to the church because it flows from the head. The oil flows from the head. It flows down. But if I got it mixed up, then I'm going to be limited. Yeah. And that's why I think what happened when COVID hit, people didn't know what to do. Like, because of that fact, when COVID hit, if we were on assignment by the Spirit, then we easily continue to do what the Spirit was saying do. And so when all the servants in the church, especially the mega churches, where they're used to, you know, serving, doing this, doing that, and, and other positions, now that's cut off. And they were lost individually because they haven't developed in who they were, an identity and purpose for the kingdom. Where the others, right, that were doing it, they were pulled out, like shifted to the next instantly. There wasn't like, you know, tearing long on it. They were still moving in the things and the sensitivity of God or foreseen it coming. So it's just really deep, but it's really important for us that yes, the church is a beautiful resource. Absolutely is. But it's so sad that there's many sitting in faithful for years in a church and underdeveloped on their true calling and all the beautiful gifts that they have and all those gifts and even the flaws that they have are for beautiful things for the kingdom. And we're supposed to be called to help pull that out, to edify them, to build them up, to develop them, you know, because they're to live a, what, a victorious life every single day. You know, we have a lot of believers that we know and they're not victorious in their every single day life. Like they wake up defeated, they go to bed defeated. They're talking about tomorrow defeated. They have to do this and the hospitals and the doctors and everything, but there's no life. There's no, there's no power. You know, there's no signet. I tell my husband when I'm in a meeting, I can tell if there's a signet, the ring of the king, there's a message that comes from the king or there's not. I can feel the presence. We should be able to feel the presence and, and the presence of God. And we should be able to teach that so people can have that same spiritual sensitivity. So thus, when they go to a different church to help or develop or be equipped, because I believe we are, many are called to a church to help develop leaders. They're called there to be evangelizing. They're called there to be, you know, um, prophetic people. If we have that reverence for the kingdom, then we're not an offense that some people come in for a season to develop on assignment and then they leave or that they grew outgrew the church. They might have outgrown the church and that's okay, but we don't have to demonize people growing or you know elevating or having the desire and the hunger and the thirst that we're all praying for, right? We're all in church saying we want let it rain. We're praying we're praying all these things, we're saying all these things, but do you really want that for your brother or your sister? Do you get jealous when you see it? Do you get upset that it's not happening in your church? You know what I mean? So we all have to be sensitive every from a pastor to to just a new convert. What does God say for you? in this season and in every season. What does God say over the house? What is the assignment now? You know, there's new technology and everything that comes out and we see data and the numbers is and people quoting, well, the numbers of the church is down or funding here and there. I don't care what any of that says. What does God say? 
And to me, that's so important. And to you too, that we'll touch and greet. And, and sometimes we'll test the spirit. Now, God's saying this to my husband. And I, I hear this. But we come together and we pray and we test this and we wait to hear what the Holy Spirit gives us for direction. So it's a beautiful thing. The church definitely has its purpose. We've served, you know, many years in our church. And we still do. And I loved the church. I still do. The brick and mortar, you know. I would clean the bathrooms to everything. Coffee to praise team. Everything. You can't, I think I did everything in the church. But, but with the fivefold gifts... You know, they are for the ecclesia, so they are not limited to the church building. With that, they can serve the purpose of God. So with a pandemic, God loves a need. When there is a need, he can show himself strong. So there is a need for the church, the ecclesia, to come through when there's a pandemic. So that's the perfect time for the light of Christ to shine. But if we're the church and and the fivefold ministry is limited to the building then how can we edify and help his people see that's the whole point when when there's a need like the pandemic us as the church the ecclesia we should be out there helping the 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 most vulnerable and even in churches if we're kingdom and when those churches went down now, why aren't we looking at the other churches that are most vulnerable? Kingdom helps one another. We help our brothers and sisters. When we become children of God, we are no longer self-servers. We're not selfish, right? But we become servants as our, our father is servant, right? As our Jesus was a servant. So now we become love, right? So we're to serve the most vulnerable. That means in our community. That means naturally, if those food lines are long, and that also means churches. We shouldn't be in condition, oh, that one's going to close, that one's going to close. No. Come alongside your brother, right? He still has an under-shepherd just like you. You know what I mean? Come alongside and teach him technology. We should be able to be able to receive and sharpen one another that we all are here to sustain. That's kingdom. But we do have apostles, uh, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. And we do have people that ordain. But the ordainment does not make the gift. He gave gifts. So you can be a pastor and not have... Uh, ordainment but you can be out there and God can put you in a hospital and God can use the gift that he gave in you to pastor people in the hospital and they don't know that you got a title of a pastor but your spirit and the gift God gave in you and put in you before you was born and the purpose and the plan that he had for you is coming to pass because his will is being done his kingdom has come because it's not about the church building. We are the church, his ecclesia. And we get it so mixed up and, and we have been acting and functioning that way for so long that we have got out of the purpose of the church. And a lot of people aren't purposely doing it. They just don't know. Like myself, I wasn't raised in church. So when I came to church, um, I had a hard time because I got saved in an airplane. And I just had this amazing encounter with the Holy Spirit. And I searched that encounter every time that I tried to plant in a church. I didn't feel that presence like I did um, initially. So then when I finally found one and God planted me in a church, then I started to develop and learn. And then I had to learn church and then politics and all this other stuff. Um, because as I had a desire to serve and grow, then they were putting me, you know, on different levels of leadership. And I really didn't like the church then um, because I was a missionary and traveled and just being led by the Spirit and seeing hungry people, you know, walking miles with no shoes in the dark, tropical storms that they wanted to just hear, you know, what someone was preaching or talking about the Word. And that's the same hunger, you know, and desire that we all should have. 
and I stumbled my way through church, but then I end up loving church and giving the eyes of grace and understanding that we all get developed differently, that there is a truly a purpose for the brick and mortar. Like you said, it's an amazing resource, but we should have resources in everything for marriage, for, for children, for singles, you know, for prophetic people, you know, um, for everything, it, it, every part of the kingdom that God has said, hey, this is what we have. It should be there. And then guess what? Send them out. We should have a send out party. We should joy for people as they come in and joy for people as they go. Even if they're going if unhurt or something, you know what I mean? We still praise God that there's a process and we're not shaming you when you go, that we're trusting God for his word to come to pass in your life, that everything that imparted, you know what I mean? If you gave it your all, that it be for God's glory and not for our own selfish gain. We can't put barriers or restrictions or demonize people because they see something in the spirit realm. That might be a spiritual gift. You know, we can't be sensitive enough to hear from a child in the church, you know, or a destruction. A child can't sing or cry out when the presence of God is there. You know what I mean? We're making it when when Jesus said, let the children come. You know, I went to a worship service and they actually, we were so excited to go and they told me to go in the hallway because Charles was praising God so loud that they thought he was whining when he was yelling Yahweh, Yahweh. And I just thought, wow, that is, and I was trying not to get the spirit of event, so I had to go in the hallway, like, pray in the spirit, because I was like, you are not even sensitive enough, but they're so churched and worrying about the cameras and the audio and everything. I just thought, this is not what it looked like, and we can't be that church to, to mimic the presence of God, so we have to be the church that teaches for everyone to know the presence of God. Yeah, and, and we got a lot of amazing churches in the world. A lot of amazing churches doing great things. Yeah. And and so we don't want to discount that part. Thank you. But the church is supposed to equip the saints and and send them out. And we have the Holy Spirit in us to empower us to do the works that Jesus did. He said you shall do greater works. You know, and imagine sending a pastor out to go help homeless people the pastor is going to show them love yeah you understand what i'm saying those are the people they're going to need the love you know and then you know whether it be sinners like we're the salt of the earth but the bible says that jesus was a friend of sinners you he know, sat with them. He, he broke bread with them. And the most of the discipleship, if you really think about it, was the intimacy of breaking bread when the Last Supper, right? Breaking bread, right? And those intimate conversations. And not that you can't have that with all everybody in the church, no, but I'm just saying that there is an intimacy at the table. God prepared a table for what? Us, right? You have a seat at the table. So there's so much if we just be so sensitive to how our Father did it, what Jesus said. And then the commission, He said, and teach them what? to disciple them and to, to observe all the commandments that I gave you. Are we teaching them to observe all the commandments that he gave us? And even when Jesus did, breaking bread at the table, the simplest things, but we can't even be seen with a sinner. Yeah, and the Bible says, love God, love people. That's the new commandment. We live in a New Testament. And with all of this, you know, it's basically <laughs> to say that talking this walk yeah. is, is where we're at now. You know, we didn't come in like this, God is not finished with us. Amen. We're not perfect. We need Jesus every minute of every day. Say that, Willie, because I said, as you teach, I'm going to teach. And our prayer has always been, teach me to teach. 
because the goodness of God and the zeal and the fire that's there, it can't stay inside. And when I learn something, if I've learned it the long way, wrong way, I teach my girlfriends or every sister coming behind me, right? Don't do it this way. Pray, you know, and don't be a yes person because we're not created to be a yes person, but yes to God, right? And order and, and definitely having a pastor and staying in alignment under the husband, everything. Everything that I taught that I can save you from getting a neck brace or scrapes on your knees or a hurt heart, you know, I will teach. So I love teaching the reteach and I just thank God that he gives us, you know, the ability to reach so many and we are transparent and saying we are not perfect. We still seek wisdom. We still seek leadership. We have pastors and everyone over us too. And we know that this walk is hard, but we're not going to give up because God says that we're victorious, right? We're going to try be triumphant. So I'm excited that we get to journey with more people and meet so many more. Right, we, we, that we're not so close-minded that each season there might be new people in our lives and that that's going to change. But we're not saying, oh, we're not friends with everyone else that we were before. There's just a new season. There's a new season, right? So we get to sit at the tables, different tables. We get to pull from other people's anointing as they people pull from us. And it's, it's phenomenal. So don't ever stop growing or desiring to seek you know, the Holy Spirit. So in this so season, in this I feel like God is really having us sit down at the table to help other people who possibly did leave church, but you didn't leave God. Maybe you did leave you know, um, a gifting or a calling, but you didn't leave God, right? Because you're upset or whatnot. But whatever it is, if there's still that servanthood, that, that, that heart to serve people, we can show you how to do that, how God has showed us. And if it's a church looking to do, hey, how do we get, you know, the Holy Spirit outside of the brick walls? That's what we do when we help build collaborations with businesses, nonprofits. I mean, how beautiful it is that people from organizations, you know, when we, we say it's not an outreach or an event, but they bring, you know, people to us when they're done giving the shoes or feeding them. They bring people for prayer because they know we're people of prayer, because they know the resources that they're there to help. They can't do what God can do. So it's so beautiful to work with not just how God it's just so beautiful to do what God said do and that's work with the body of Christ but also to the unbelievers you know and, and the believers so I I'm excited and I probably could talk forever so go ahead Willie well I guess we can wrap this one up and this is talking this walk podcast we ask that you like subscribe and share yes